0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of The Stories That Bind Us. This is actually episode number 16. Not too shabby, I would say. My name is Jacqueline Van Birk. I am your host. I'm a singer, songwriter, composer, music producer. I'm a vocal coach. I'm a performer and I just love being creative, being around creatives, inspiring and motivating others to live their life as to its fullest basically and to connect i love connecting people and i think this show is that's what it's all about just hearing other people's stories how they get started what inspires and motivates them their struggles their wins you name it it's all in there all the juicy stuff and the interesting stuff and with no further ado my guest today I love her so much. Um, I've worked with her. I've been wanting to have her on my show, and she's actually a very busy woman. So I'm very excited to have her with me. Her name is Vixen DeVille. She's an accomplished, multi-talented, international variety burlesque performer and live event host. She does online courses and in-person courses um, on glass walking, burlesque, Ariel, um, Fire Breathing. Yes, she is just absolutely amazing. She also has a one woman show. Uh, so I really encourage you guys to check her out. All the information is uh, in the description below. Her show is called Vixen Deville Revealed. And um, she will have a few shows coming up, I believe, in December um, at the White Fire Theater in Los Angeles. And with no further ado, here she is. I mean, you will love this conversation so much. And we could have gone on for another three hours. It's, I just love talking to her. Enjoy the show, guys. I am so happy to have you. I've been wanting to have you on the show for so long. And you're so busy. And you're, you're doing so many things. I'm not even going to introduce you. You just, you just tell people because you do oh, so gosh. many things. You're the queen of burlesque. You walk on glass you breathe fire, <laughs> you spit fire. I mean, what do you not do, you know? I d- I said to people, I said, I don't <laughs> juggle.
1: I said, I juggle my life. I don't <laughs> juggle. Um, yeah, I think it's just been that um, I've, I I used to really worry that I was like jack of all trades, master of none. And then somebody a few years ago said that, yeah, but you're, you're the master of being Vixen Deville, which is my performance character. And to be Vixen DeVille, you need to be able to do a little bit of fire, a little bit of glass, a little bit of magic, and a little bit of like hosting and burlesque. And those things all come together to be the label that is Vixen DeVille, rather than you going, I am a fire eater, I am an aerialist, I am whatever. And it used to bother me so much to be like, I can't say I'm an aerialist because I'm only a little bit good at it. Or I can't say I'm a fire performer because there's so many other fire performers better than me but i'm i'm this variety performer that can do a little bit of everything and they all um come together to like if i do a burlesque act i can then add a bit of fire add a bit of aerial to make that burlesque act more spectacular or to make like so now i'm doing the vixen Devil show and so it brings it incorporates all these different things and it all informs your creativity and it it makes you able to express what you're trying to do so so much more so uh like, oh, I'm going to do the Snow Queen. Well, now I'm going to make it snow from an aerial hoop because I have a little bit of aerial right. skills rather than I'm going to do the best aerial act ever for Sook de Soleil because it's like the heightened, yes. air, you know. So, And I've heard a lot of people kind of, um, that's their sort of quandary too. Like, I'm not I'm not good enough in what I'm doing or I'm not working hard enough at that or I'm not skilled enough at that. And you don't have to be the best at that one thing. Just be... Um, use those things to express yourself in the way that you want to. Yeah. Um, so with your music it's like, well, I'm going to add in my music video some of the the costume design that I'm doing. Yeah. Um, I don't have to be like just focused on my costume or just focus on my music. Yeah. And then you bring in elements of the burlesque. But you don't have to be a
0: burlesque performer and it's just inferring whatever angle um area you want to go into. Yeah. Oh my <laughs> god, I love that cuz I feel like that sometimes too. I'm like, man, I'm all, all over the place. But yeah. also, as creative people, we have so many interests. Yeah. 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 And why not... Com- You're right. Why not combine them all? Yeah. How did you get started? Like, what started is like the... the so... let ask a little Yeah.
1: I was... I've been acting since...
0: Uh, or interested in acting since I was like 10 years
1: old. And I joined a, a, a drama group after school kind mm-hmm. of thing. And that particular group, it wasn't like very standardized drama training. And it, like, here's a script. And let's analyze it and break it down. It was very much... Um, physical theater based and um it was a mixture of like i think i think it was like 10 year olds to maybe 13 year olds was that group that i was in and it was very much like your physicality and like how do you portray like an old person or how do you portray like a powerful king like it was kind of using your body to physicalize mm. those characters and then there was a lot of teamwork exercises and, and bonding and improvisation and so it's a very free form drama training and then Mm. we created a show not here's a script let's break it down but like let's improvise some scenes and then create a piece based on the scenes that we've all brought to the table so all of us owned that piece of theater rather than just I'm acting a role in a piece of theater and I craved that after a while I was like I just want to do a proper play and be on stage with an actual curtain and some costume but I'm glad I had that training as a background because it really it wasn't um actor training it was creation training Mm. I feel and so that enabled me to then think outside the box into whenever I create a piece of art how does it how is it theatrically spectacular or how can I look at this from a different angle or I'm not just boxed into being um at the time a 10 year old white female I can be a goblin from the woods or I can be like a 98 year old witch like I wasn't just boxed into just this is your casting role and this is your type which I think if I'd gone to like a drama school at that age it would have been a bit more um restricted yeah you know so uh yeah I I think I did like some I just I was very I wasn't very physical at the time I was a little bit overweight and very kind of scared of people and didn't really and that drama training was the only in school I was very like terrified and academic and labeled as the sort of um, geeky sort of academic person who's not very good at sport and in the drama training because it was like away from that, that group of people and a mixture of ages it was just like oh she's kind of fun and free and, and and it just gave me a nice like insight to oh you're not just that label that you are in that one community you can find and access different versions of yourself in different areas you just mm-hmm. need to move to a different community or, or, or move in different circles and explore other versions of yourself so I'm so glad I had that experience at a young age because I, I come back to that when I'm teaching burlesque and teaching body confidence in that you can be really defined by the groups that you hang around with and when people start giving you a label you start behaving that way and thinking well that's my extreme that's my uh, boundary that's my that's what I'm talking about what uh, binds us that's more yes. I'm, just, I'm bound into that little ball of those labels yes and I can't be anything else I can't explore any other
0: version myself it's so true. It's very true. <laughs> mm-hmm. People like to label us. Mm-hmm. Even with music, you know, it used to be so, oh, you know, you're this rock chick. I'm yeah. like, no, I do EDM You know, I yeah. do a lot of things. And it confuses people at first Yeah. until they finally accept that. They're like, yeah. oh, yeah, yeah, music, good music is good music, yeah. right? And people like to
1: box things up. It they makes do. them feel secure and then feel safe. Yeah. And I always say that if people are uh, challenging you or they're um, questioning what you're doing, it's because of a fear from them. So when I moved to L.A., Um, a couple of my family members were very much like, oh, but what are you going to do about your health insurance? And what about your, you know, what about your life back in London? I'm like, that's just fear talking. And that's, that comes from a fear. It was was from my, like, um, from my grandma and my aunt who were were a lot older and they lived in the same kind of town their entire lives. And and so they couldn't fathom for themselves if someone is telling them you're going to move to a whole different country. Oh my God, so fearful. Um, But it's like, if you just live in that fear, then, then you don't explore anything else. And so you don't have to live by other people's fears. That's fine for them to have those. That's, that's, I mean, I have my own fears. I'm like, oh my God, you're doing what? No, that would terrify me. Um, but you you shouldn't be limiting other people from experiencing yeah, what they exactly. want to experience just because you have a fear that yeah. is separate from theirs. Um, yeah, they like
0: to sort of box you in these
1: in these oh man it's this so this true is that and
0: that's how the world works now I'm secure you know it's so true my, my mom always says to me like I don't know where you're from like <laughs> you're still not my daughter when it comes because I, I told her I'm like I need to kind of leave LA for a little bit and explore she's yeah. like why yeah. you have this beautiful apartment everything I'm like yes but I, I, I need to there's I more there's more out be. there you know it doesn't yeah. mean that nothing is forever you mm-hmm. don't have to forever stay in LA or yeah. you know you can always come back yeah. there's people you're right it's, it's it, there's a the danger of asking other people for their opinion uh-huh. because they can totally chain you down and, yes. oh, you shouldn't do that because, you know, you yeah. got a great apartment and you got a good job yeah. and you should just stay there, you yeah. know, because it's safe. Yeah. And that's just bullshit. Whenever
1: people ask me for advice, I always try and give two different outlooks. And so if someone is like, I don't know, um, like, oh, I'm problem with my boyfriend and I'm not sure what to do, and I'll say, well, you know, you could look at it this way and that this, this and this, and if you stay with him, you know, this and this, and I think I think this is probably what's gonna happen if, if that's what you think. But I mean, if you leave him, then you can do this and this and this and this, and then that's kind of this. I, so And I, I just look at the two, exactly from an outside point of view, how I think it will go both yeah. ways. I don't go, well, I would do this, because what yeah. I would do is not good for you. Yeah. Like, yeah. why, <laughs> like, it's yeah. just like, my choices and my choices, and that doesn't yeah. mean they're good for everybody. Not yeah. the right thing to do. Yeah. Um, and I think yeah, when people label you in these boxes, you then don't want to step out because say I've been I don't know, say say you've been before you've been writing a lot of EDM music and then you want to try some like country and western they why? go, Oh my god, why why oh you're doing country and western? That's why oh my god, why, why? And then you, and then you start going, Oh I don't know why, oh maybe I shouldn't, you know? Yeah. Oh well, why are you moving to yeah. LA? Oh my god, you were there. It's like, oh maybe maybe I shouldn't. Um, And you're not free to go, well, because of this. And if you can own your reasons why you're doing things, like, it just gives you that power to go off and and explore and for yourself from this existence that you found yourself in, you know.
0: And trial and error. Yeah. Sometimes you gotta just do something, and if it doesn't yeah. work out, oh wow! Oh my God. You know what? That's I tried. Um, I tried
1: contact juggling because I was just like, I saw someone doing. It. I I keep seeing people do stuff. and I'm like, I want to do that. Contact wanna... juggling. Um, you know, in um labyrinth, when he has that crystal ball, uh-huh. and he's he, it, it makes it look like the ball is floating, but it's you kind of operating it. Oh, okay. And, it, and it's you make it like kind of float in the air, but it's like you, it's yeah, it's like a crystal ball, and you're not you kind of make it. Uh, you know, you see Oh, I've seen, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you yes. make it like, roll across yeah. your body and stuff. And I'd seen someone do this, I was like, that's so great. And so I'd, I'd done that with fire eating. I saw a fire eater, I saw a glass walker, I saw an aerialist, and I was wanted to try it out. And then uh, I saw this contact juggler, and I was like, oh, I could totally do that. So I bought uh, this ball and this book, and I tried. I was like, eh, this sucks. And then I, <laughs> I, I did a private class with someone thinking, well, at least I'll get some proper training. And I thought, you know what? I don't enjoy practicing this. Right. This is not, it's just not for me. And I thought, that's not a defeat, that's like, I went out, I tried it, and you know what? Didn't vibe with me. And there was no one pressured, oh, right? Yes. I will just not, yes. I don't have to be good at all the things, I exactly. don't have to incorporate all the things. And nobody had said, you have to do this, and no one had said, well, I've booked you for this job, you need to master contact, otherwise right. you'll get fired. It was just, you know, what not bringing me joy. I don't have to kill myself to, to oh.
0: master this thing. That no, no, no one's giving me pressure to like do it. You know, I so um, love that. I'm I'm really working on operating from that place. When if something is not fun, yeah, or it doesn't make me feel good, yeah, I'm not doing it, yeah, absolutely.
2: because it's a
0: waste of energy. Yeah. Unless of course it's something like I have to do metadata or some paperwork, yeah. sign a contract, yeah. or do my taxes. I don't like doing that <laughs> yeah. either. But I still get that. Yeah. You know, it, it yeah. we don't have to be good at everything. Yeah. But we can try. And if you mm-hmm. if it doesn't work, then you move on. Mm-hmm. I wanna ask you because it is so I mean, you blow me away. You I have taken some of your classes with burlesque. You made me actually perform, you didn't make me perform. I but made you perform you gave me the opportunity, right? <laughs> there you go. And I loved it and I loved the creativity <laughs> and you're so out of the box. It was like it's so much fun being yeah. around you and, and, and training with you and just hanging out with you. Um I didn't actually see you walking on glass. Oh, you have I haven't that? seen you life, but I've oh. seen videos and stuff. Yeah. How did you get into that, and and how often did you get hurt doing it in the beginning, or yeah, did you yes. not get hurt? Um, wh- how, how did I start doing that? Yeah, how, what made you do that, and, and um, how long did it
1: take you I to I can't actually, remember the chronology of things, but I know at the time I was... I was giving Vixen DeVille this character and this personality because I, I couldn't, I needed to be that I'm playing this actor to sort of free myself to give, let her respond how she would respond. Yeah. Um, because if I was like, oh, I'm playing myself, I would have then just retreated to that character that I already was. So I was like, okay, you know, no. Kat is playing Vixen Deville, which means if she does something that people don't agree with, I can blame it on her. And I, think, I love it. I can it. remove myself from this <laughs> yeah. performance persona to free her up on stage. Yes. And that was really helpful to me. But like, I'm, I'm hiding behind Vixen Deville, and then when I come off stage, I'm like, oh, it wasn't me. It was, <laughs> it was a different person. And now I've kind of amalgamated the two together. So her persona was this... Um, she's come from like her, her her father owns the universe and gave her earth in a kinder egg and she's traveled to earth to like have a couple of years out of like downtime you know and so I wanted to have to have these supernatural powers so she had fire and I had aerial and so I think I do not but I had this like earth air fire water thing and I thought oh earth can be the walking on broken glass and I think I'd seen somebody do it it's probably that I'd seen someone do it um and so I was at a gig and this girl was saying she walked in broken glass. I was like, oh, how would you do it? So she sort of explained to me how to do it. And then I just Googled online and found this like article on like how to do it. And I was like, ah, I guess, I guess I just try. And so I was doing, um, I hadn't tried it yet at all. No, I hadn't tried it yet. And I was doing a Meisner class in uh, acting training, where you have to bring in activity to do while you're doing the scene to kind of like, I guess, distract you from your own self. Yeah. Um, so I start this scene, so I take in all these bottles of wine that I've emptied and cleaned up, and I bring in a hammer. And so I, I, go in and I start the scene right in front of all my acting student like co students, and so I start smashing these bottles of glass. on and the, the your acting partner has to wait for a few minutes for you to establish the scene before they come in. So I smash all these glass, and everyone's like, What is she doing? Like, <laughs> and I, I get this like 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 a trash bag, and I sort of start putting the broken bits on on the bag, and and then I start like walking on it and they're like what is she doing and I'm just like I guess and I'm like well if I can walk on it then surely I can like other body parts can go on it yeah so I sort of kneel down into oh, it yeah. but I don't realize that like your feet are kind of squishy and they have a bit of padding yeah and then when I sit on it I've got padding but when I kneel down it's bone Oh it's just yes. there's yes. like no oh, flesh oh. <laughs> there's um broken there's no flesh okay, between yes. your yeah you know yeah so I kneel down in this glass and then my scene partner knocks at the door and I'm like, oh, so I just get up and I talk to my scene partner and he's like, oh, hi, we have we have the scene. And I feel this like cold... Oh, t- shit. Oh, shit. <laughs> like, what is it? And, oh, and in my you notice the thing about the other person. He's well, like, oh my God, you're bleeding. I'm like, oh my God, I'm bleeding. <laughs> and, I'm like, and I look I looked to my, my tutor and he's like, whatever hinders you is your task. So the scene becomes... Me and my scene partner talking about whatever the, the script was, but he's like patching me up. Oh and my I, god. And it was just, I was just like, okay, I guess I can't walk up broken. <laughs> but I realized after the fact that like, oh, it's because I was kneeling down. You were kneeling down, yeah. Which is why when you see my routine, I will go to my feet and I'll crouch and then go back, like backwards oh, into okay. It. That was when I started. So you're
0: self-taught. It's so self-taught. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah.
1: But I mean, I think I was given the um, assurance from the girl who was doing it. Yeah. Um, she was like, it is very easy. This is what you do. This is what you look out for this. Look out for that. Make sure you do this. Make sure you. She okay. had, I mean, she'd given me a lot of advice to make me believe that I could do it, you know? Um, Whereas when I was learning to eat fire, I was reading all these books and reading all these things online, and I was like, "Oh, I need try I need someone to train yeah, me." That was the my the next book. question. Yeah. How did you How
0: did you start with the fire?
1: So with the fire, I was uh, desperately wanting to do something. Um, I had to create a burlesque act, um, and at the time, I was very much like my singing and dancing skills are not good enough, and I'm just I don't think I can hold my own in a solo act, right? Um, and the the host of the show was a magician and somebody outside of the group had said, oh, I've seen this thing where people run flame along their arms and and for Vixen Deville's this character who's like yeah. supernatural, that would suit you really, really well. And I found it on YouTube and I was like, this is exciting, oh my God, yeah, they wanna do this. And so I had this book and I was like, I can't, like reading the book and kind of going, is yeah. that the right angle? Like, oh my God, you need someone to go like to that. You know. yeah. And so this magician's like, oh, I can eat fire. And I didn't even know. And so he just brought me around to his apartment. Like, like this, like there was just like a carpet and like, you know, the lampshades and just I was, uh, very small. His, his brother was visiting. I'm like, okay, this is where we learned to eat fire then. And so he just taught me. Wow. Like, it took like 20 minutes for him to teach me. I mean, I almost set this place on fire because some of the fuel evaporated, and the cloud caught fire. And oh my gosh! But oh my um, yeah, so I learned. I learned that, and it's kind of like chess in that you learn the rules, but then getting better at it is yeah. your practice. So yeah. once I got the rules down, okay, now I can eat this tiny flame. Now it's just making the flame bigger, and then right. I'm doing tricks with them. And oh wow! So yeah, I just so I had I was able to do like like three tricks, that's and then put nice. the set together, and that's how I started. Doing the fires.
2: Oh my God, that is so
0: exciting. It looks so exciting, it looks scary. Like whenever I see it, I'm like, oh my God, I'd love to do that, but I'm, I'm kind of scared of
2: it. Yeah, it <laughs> really... is I'm, I'm
0: sure you have to be really careful because you could
1: hurt yourself. Yeah, and it is again, like it's a physical ability. And I, I talk to my students, I, I teach I teach fire um, in person and online. And um, I say to them, it's like, it's like the rules of when you're crossing a road, it's like, yes. look left, look right, look left again, you cross and keep looking as you're right. crossing. And, if you're on a busy road, it's scary, and yeah. you, you could be hit by a bus and killed yeah. if you cross yeah. the road. Yeah. But it's very simple to do, and people do it every day, and people right. do it every day without dying. Yes. And the same thing; it's like literally the same steps. Like you do this, do this, do this, do this, and then you eat the fire. Mm-hmm. Um, but if that's crossing a road, you're like, oh, what if something comes? Like that's a right. that's a definite fear. But it's not if as long as you pay attention, you can cross that road safely. Um, And that is where most of the danger comes in fire eating is that once you get used to it being easy Then you stop looking left and and then you start crossing the road and then you look left, don't look right Right, You walk across the road while you're texting and then you do get hit by a bus You know it's you just have to be kind of focused that whole time that you're doing each step
0: Um, Is it also a little bit like I teach my voice students that when so I learned, we learned the technique, right? Yeah. So that's very important. But then when you actually sing, mm-hmm. you're in it. Yes. You switch it on and yes. you're in it so that you don't, I'm not worried about, i yeah. oh, take a breath. Yeah. Or, or you know, like, oh, I, I want to hit that note. It's just like, you, you yeah. really allow yourself to be in oh, it. it. it that kind
1: of the same absolutely. thing? Absolutely. Right. I was one time on
0: stage, I don't even performing for like a year
1: or something. And I went to eat that last flame and I, I the flame was really huge because i I've right. been like putting less and like, more and more fuel on the stick, so I could like build my flame up. And I went to eat the fire, and in the middle of the show, I was like, oh god, there's fire coming at my face. And I'm not sure how to do it. Like, my brain just switched off. I was like, I oh, put that an audience. I'm going to have to just do it. And I did it. And I was like, wow, that flame was huge. But then I was like, and a lot of my... Why? Then I was like, oh, well, I can do that. And so a lot of in performance, I've kind of got more brave. Because you're in performance, right. and you're feeling yes. it. And you yes. go with the beat, and you act. And I've gone. Oh, I didn't know I could do that trick. I just did it. Whereas when you're rehearsing, you're like, eh, maybe not. Oh, I'll right. try. oh, maybe not because the stakes aren't high. Yeah. So you really do have to put yourself in the shit a little bit to kind yeah. of like see what you're capable yeah. of doing. Um, yeah, it's it's exciting. And I did it something so exciting a couple of couple of performances ago a trick I did didn't work. So I was like, oh, well, we'll try this other one. And I was like, whoa, that that worked way better than I've ever rehearsed it. Cause I really just went for it. Right. It was like the final moment of the song and the other trick hadn't worked. So I was trying to like overcompensate. I was like, oh, okay, I can do that one. Okay, okay.
0: I'll add that to my list of <laughs> and I feel that's a sign of a true performer mm-hmm. because when you're on stage and you just re- you're just there, yeah. you know, it's all about performing and like giving your audience yeah. that show yeah. and not worrying about anything. Yeah. I think I could wear like a million dollar jacket, I would rip it, yeah, because I, I'm not thinking, oh, you, it's a million dollar jacket. It's all about the performance. Oh, performance! Why yeah. is that? It's so funny. It's know, like it's not yeah. life
1: or death, but it is that kind of. This is what I'm doing, and I'm committing to this all thing. the way, all the way, in, yeah. Um, and I think he's so do really it. like any, like committing to anything and doing the thing, like going, I'm moving to LA on this date and that's the date I'm gonna do it, gone. Or you know what, I'm gonna book in um, to do this show on this date, or whatever it is, like you have to just give yourself a deadline, put yourself in the shit, give yourself, like I'm gonna lose weight by this time, I'm gonna give up smoking by this time, I'm gonna whatever it is by this time. Um, If you just go, well I kinda wanna do it, well if you don't put yourself in the shit, then you'll never commit and run and do it, so yeah. like.
0: You're capable of so many things. Thanks. So many things. Um, I think overthinking is holding us back. When, when, and I've been in the same boat. What, I mean, when I, the funny thing is, looking back, right? When, whenever I want to do something, I'm like, oh, I want to leave LA for a little bit, you know, yeah. but I'm, maybe I'll do this, maybe I'll do that. Three months later, I'm still in the same spot mm-hmm. and I still haven't decided anything. And I know for myself, every time I've done something, I committed to it. Like you yeah. said, I committed to it. I'm like, okay, I'm moving to LA from new york right or i'm moving to to from germany to new york and it's the commitment that makes i always say like and i didn't say it i think (laughs) einstein said it (laughs) (laughs) nothing happens till something moves yes you know so you gotta you gotta start doing the first step yeah to Uh really and then shit just happens yeah and it's actually it amazing how magical it is.
1: this. If I have an idea for an act, uh, I'll, I'll start like prepping it, but then I'll get distracted by something else because there's always something to so take like a priority. So, so I have to go, you know what? I'm going to book in to do it even yes. though I don't have the act yet. Um, and uh, I, I can't remember who said this quote. I feel like it was uh, Judy Dench possibly. <laughs> um, she's like, don't have a backup plan yes. for your dream. Yes, yes. Because... You know, you'll <laughs> invariably fall back on the backup plan, well, back and because it's, it's easy to do, and we're lazy human beings, I yes. guess. You know, um, so yeah, you have to sort of uh, like, like you said, put yourself in the shit and, and go and do the yes. thing. Yes, but uh, oh, it's like when your when your car breaks down. Say there's something you really, really want. Um, a new outfit, or to mm, go to a more expensive apartment, or you want to invest in some classes, whatever it is, and you're like, eh, eh, can't really afford it right now. And then you drive to work and your car breaks down. You fix your car because you need your car, you yeah. need your car to get to work. So, like, where did that money come from? Was that yeah. in your savings, or that did you just, did you then say, well, I'm not going right. to buy my expensive food for a week? Or, like, what did you do to make yeah. that money appear for your yeah. car breaking down? But that high stakes and you need that happen. Sense so you, so you of urgency. Thing. Yeah, sense of urgency.
0: There yeah. you go. Uh-huh. I agree. Yeah. I agree. I mean, like I, You nailed it. We are kind of lazy, you know? Mm-hmm. We always want to... I think our mind wants to do the easy way because yeah. our mind is protecting yeah. us and saying, what are you doing? Are you crazy? Just yeah. stay where you are. We're good yeah. here. Everything yeah. is good. But then you're not growing, right? Yeah. You're just like staying. and You, you are just... I, I love watching you. You, you. I mean, from the time I met you, when was that? Like A year? Two years ago? Oh Probably my two years ago. Maybe even three years It was ago. a lot.
1: Well, I started my own teaching company in 2014, okay. and I think you came about a year or two after, so maybe okay. 2016.
0: Oh, wow. So, Shoot. three years ago, wow. I think. And you've grown ah. so much since then, because yeah. you just did that at the time, and you, you and you were hosting a lot. Are you still yes. hosting a lot?
1: Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. Um. So, the place that you performed was Karma Lounge, and that's shut down now. <gasps> I didn't even know. Yes, it shut down. Oh my god! Yeah, Um, and that was very sad. That was very near my place. Yeah, such a fun, such a fun vibe. And uh, Simone Delma was running it, and her, you know, she would curate such beautiful shows. Um, and you had a curtain to come through. I, many- I love the curtain. There's not many venues where you can come every through Every place curtain. needs a curtain. Right. It should right. be like a mandatory thing in mean, every club. If clock. you've got a venue, please put a curtain at the yes. press of your stage. Yes. That a performer can enter through. Because yes. it makes you feel amazing. <gasps> Boom, here I am. I love it. <laughs> uh, it's so good. <laughs> so yeah, come on, shut down. But I've hosted, I'm being, I'm hosting at, um, there's a venue called Muddle and Twisted North Hollywood. It's right by here. It's like... Just, what? It's around the corner from here. You know where Ralph's is? Yes. Like across the street from
2: there.
1: Sort your life oh, around.
2: Jesus.
1: I live right <laughs> here. in oh, man. My I swear God. It used to be called Barbecue Bar, and then it got... Um,
0: oh, okay. Yeah. Yes, yes. Yeah. Yes. I'm like, not it's next to
1: a, a Spanish uh, Alcoholics Anonymous venue, which is great. Oh, oh, great. <laughs> you, go the, and then you go
2: to the
1: bars <laughs> right there. It's like temptation. Uh,
2: it's like, should I? <laughs> like, which one do I go to?
1: Uh, barbecue, and then there's R6 Distillery, which is in El Segundo by the airport. And then, um, oh, been, exciting!
0: Yeah,
1: I perform. I don't host yet, I perform at Beetle House LA as well. Um, and then Magicopolis is a show like every other month, uh, which I host. Uh, so, yeah, I don't and perform. I don't talk perform. Talk yeah, yeah, I perform as well. Usually, if I host, I'll do an act either like at the end or yeah. like bookend the, the acts. Um,
0: um, and the show is yeah. always amazing. You are so amazing. Thank Honestly, you. I always love it. Um, you went to Burning Man. I did. Share some of oh, your experiences because I am. I don't even know why I miss it every year. Yeah. <laughs> because it takes me friends. friends. I need friends. who, who Yeah. Uh, right, remind me Talking and say let Because need a tribe,
1: right? The only reason I went this year is because my friends my boyfriend made it easy for me to go right. and I know there is so much prep to do and even getting a ticket is, an, is a nightmare wow. like, there's, and I mean I just because I was busy doing other things and I was like if if it presents itself as easy to go I will go right. but it's not important enough for me to go to like really fight for it And I I fought for a lot of things that I know I really want. And like I'm doing my solo show at the moment right now and and me getting that off the ground and getting it like, it's being taped for TV and so like, I was really prepping for that. I'm really excited about that. But I was like, if I distract myself, to go into Burning Man, then this product is yeah. not gonna be the best it can be. Yeah. So if while I'm focusing on this one project, because as we've just said, I do all the different things, I need to be really strict on like, right, this is what we're focusing yes. on right now. And then the other things can be on the back burner. Um, so I was like, Yes, I need to focus on this and I will do my bit, like I'll I'll pay for the things and I'll you know, register for the ticket and everything yeah. else, but I don't I need to know where my priorities lie. So we got the ticket, but he's he's been three times before or twice before, and had all the shade structure worked out. And I was like, when I'm at Burning Man, I will work my ass off and I will contribute to the community. But the lead up to it, I just can't. And if, if it means that if I don't do that prep and I can't go, well then I can't go. That's right. just gonna have to be the thing. I, I great right, okay attitude too, right? because then you're okay with that. Yes, yeah. yeah, I don't true. expect that I could just go on a free ride, but right. I I I can't give more than this. because right. this is my priority right now. Right. So yeah, I ended up going and he prepped my bike for me and all the things. And, oh, my gosh. Well, he just really wanted me to go. And I really wanted to experience it with him. That is so sweet. Um, and we're getting married next year. And I was what? just like,
0: yes, I'm going to go. I thought, I was like, yeah. I'm going to ask him about yeah. the a little bit yeah. later. And what again, like when
1: he asked me to marry me, marry me I was like, well, when? Because I'm busy right now. <laughs> God. So I was like, I really want to invest in the the relationship that we have and this is me that means something to you so I need to know what this thing is and to to attempt to be part of it um and we don't you know you don't have to be involved in everything your partner does like have your thing they have their thing but I wanted to know so in future when he says do you want to go I know if I want to go or not because I didn't know you know um so I got there but it was just like it was very uh I had just come off a tour, and a lot of exploration, and exploring things, and experiencing things, and, and I was just like, whoa, a bit crazed from that, and then I got home, and I was like, whoa, now we're in a burning man's I was already a little bit burnt out of like experiencing things, so when I got there, it was like, oh my gosh, now it's overload of like, because there's people talk, there's people everywhere, and I'm very introverted, Like I right. need my alone time. Um, like I give everything on stage, and I told people after, after like all, backstage and, and after the show, and but after seeing a lot of people and, and giving that much energy, I feel to, the same way. I just and I said to him, I was like, you know what? There's gonna be a day where I'm like, I just need to sit in my tent and read a book and just shroom and just recharge yes. myself. Yeah. And it's just so um, like. Like I felt like I was on the whole time. Like people are like, No, you have to include be included and then do this thing and people are shouting at you with like loudspeakers and you go to the bathroom and people are like, Oh, hey, which which porta potty are you gonna pick? Is it gonna be I'm like Just oh let god. me just shit and peace. I just wanna <laughs> like in the whole Holy way. Shit, it. It's like
0: on the entire Oh my god. I mean
1: But yeah, but it's it was it's a very um I mean gosh, I went to the temple and saw all the um tributes people were leaving and I just I'm, I love anything that has humanity and genuine um, emotion yes. and honesty. And I just, the things people were leaving there were just so beautiful and so poetic. And oh, I just walked down the, down the middle of the temple, up and back and around the outside of it. And I was just like crying the whole time. Oh, really? It was just, and I'm glad that I went there by myself to just have that experience. Cause I have this thing, if I go with other people, I feel like they're kind of watching my experience, or they're like, they expect, like that label thing, like, oh, you do this type of music. You feel responsible to I feel responsible to have an emotion that is appropriate. Yeah. Um, And I just wanted to experience how it was going to make me feel, and not have to explain that emotion, or have to hide my tears, or have to produce tears, depending on what people expect your response to be. so that was beautiful. The burning of the, the man was beautiful. Um, there was some really amazing things. So I think anyone who's not been to Burning Man, I think really own your own experience as a the thing. They can say like fuck your burn. Like right. I went I went like this, like no makeup, not even care like everyone's going dressed up and kind of making an effort and stuff. And my friend said to me, Are you not like I expected you to come with all your costumes and all your stuff? I was like, Hey, I, my work life is getting dressed up and wearing fake eyelashes and glitter and crazy and self-expression. I do self-expression all the time. Right. My self-expression at The Burn is jeans, t-shirt, no makeup, it. not washing, not giving a shit. I don't have to be the pretty girl I at Burning Man. Yes. I'm just gonna be me. That's my self-expression. Like, fuck, fuck your, fuck your burn, this is my, you know. I, and I, I didn't look in a mirror for seven days. I didn't look at my face for seven days and that was just, as a burlesque performer and an actor, that was so relaxing. Like, that was just, that was my That That's I know.
0: awesome.
1: It was so great. So in so a the way, you recharged. I did recharge, and I came back very kind of like, yeah, like analyzing. How, I sort of, um, you can write these postcards to yourself, and you know you can mail postcards to each other on the flyer, and you can mail them to other people. And I wrote one to myself, and I was like, you're allowed to be a cynical bitch. Like, Cause I was just there was some things I was getting very cynical about, like, really, really, like just oh, and I'm I'm such a positive and encouraging person and I see the good in everybody and and all that kind of stuff. Same here. And I just thought, you know what? You're allowed to be a bitch. Yes. And Vixen DeVille's a bitch sometimes. Just for comedy effects usually yes. but I think I was missing that ventation of <sighs> ventation is that what <sighs> we Of like fuck you're being a dick like I just wanted to tell people that they're being a (laughs) dick and I felt really guilty for being judgmental of other people but I was like but we are but we are let it it happen like yeah it was very interesting I had a a lot of self um I love it looking in myself and how I react to stuff and because I I preach so much (laughs) like in podcasts and in my emails and to my students and I'm just like I have to look at like is what I'm saying true do I stand by what I say is it ap- applicable to all people and and yeah? I, I came out of it very uh, and also the relationship as well because I think we were both like dum dum dum. This is a test of our relationship. La 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 la. Um, and so that's come out really great. And uh, that's awesome. So yeah, it's uh, but I I was I was really looking forward to coming home because I love what I do and that was a really like I don't need those seven days. As an escapism right or as a reason to self-express like all of the quality um, the, the nine principles I have of Burning Man I feel like I feel like I have them in my life that is my real right. life and I feel like I really hope that everyone who loves Burning Man for what it is doesn't just have those seven days where they can be that way I really hope that those people Can explore that in their real life as well. Um, I love that that place exists for that self-expression and all that cool stuff. Um, But I, I feel like it's it's a sad, um, it's a sad place to be. That when that when the event ends, people have to go back and they're surrounded by friends, family, work, where they they don't feel like they can behave that way. Right. Um, And I think that's what matters. It is, and it's it's. I mean. Some people can't, like, help that because they are secured in those places. They have to go to that job or, they, you know, they, they have these family commitments.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: But um, I'm a huge advocate when I teach my students that if something isn't good, like, you can change it. Exactly. And maybe you should leave that partner. Maybe you should change your job. Yes, you feel like, I need to pay the bills. I need to do this job. And that's, it feels like it's a, it's a, a privilege and a, a luxury that uh, I don't have. But, like if it's not making you happy, like change it somehow, change it somehow. And I've I've not been like, I never know if people look at me and go, oh, well it's okay for you because of whatever excuse they come up with. But there was some times in LA that I was literally, I was was selling my saliva to medical science to pay my bills one month. (laughs) That's where it got to because this is important to me to, I didn't want to go and I couldn't, I had a visa where I couldn't legally get a job in a bar right. or be a PA or, or, or do, be a waitress because my visa only let me do performance work. So if I wasn't getting performance work, I either had to hustle or find some other way of, right. of getting that money. And like, yeah, it was terrifying. My car broke down for a while and I had to then, you know, take walk places. Oh, good God. In oh, an LA man, that's done, <laughs> Dun, 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 dun or I'll be there 10 for... hours. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, so I have, you know, I've, I've been there where it's yeah. like, where am I, how am I going to sleep? Well, I'm going to have to sleep in my car, whatever. Um, so yeah, I just, I think what, what is, what is bringing you joy? Where, where is the happiness coming from and just find where you can get that
0: in whatever format it is. Um, so true. Yeah. Cause you know, I feel the same way because I mean, I, I haven't had a real job a nine to five yeah. in I don't know over fifteen years, yeah. and even then I it was never a real job. I never really had a real yeah other than when I was really young. But I feel that, and I had that conversation with somebody yesterday, where yes, we want the money. Mm-hmm. I want I want the millions, of course. I would yeah. love that because the more you have, the more you can give, right? But uh, don't you think we are already rich because we do what we fucking love, right? I'm not. I I think with with a lot of money and. You know, people start living a different lifestyle. Absolutely. They get expensive things. Yeah. So something yeah. happens suddenly. Yeah. They cannot. Yeah. They're, they're fucked because they have all this responsibility, yeah. you know, and that pressure. And I'm not saying that's a bad thing. I, I mean, I think a luxurious life is, everybody is, is, should have that mm-hmm. and be able to travel. But the most important thing is happiness and fulfillment. Yeah. Because if you're not happy doing what, what you know, what you love... And you just go to work for that job, for the money. Mm. And, you know, I would say, like, Halloween is, like, when people are, like, the one yes. day they can be who they yes. really want. Oh, God, exactly. I can be, like, express myself today yeah. and then tomorrow I have to be that normal me again. And in the
1: same way if it's, like, oh, I only get to be, like, this for those seven days at Burning Man. I only get to dress up like this that one day yes. on Halloween. Yeah. And I talk about with my students, I'm, like, well, for me, Halloween is the entire... Uh, Halloween used to be my favorite thing because I didn't have that self-expression. Right. And I'd be like, yes, now I get to have the reason to dress up this way or wear these clothes or, you know, whatever it was. And because I'm given permission, because everyone else is doing it that one night of the year. Yeah, exactly. But you know what? I can give myself that permission to be that way the entire yes, year if yes, I want to. Yes. Um, and, yeah, Halloween's hilarious for me for that reason. It's like, I know. do it, Halloween the whole year round. Exactly. It's like...
0: Exactly. I always want to do something special, and I'm like, why? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like working on Halloween. Me too. <laughs> it's like, well, I got like yeah, it. because <laughs> it's like Halloween is just to me another day. Yeah. You know, yeah. it's it's. I, I really and I love that you say that because I I really encourage everyone to to just like really live their passion, their dream, mm-hmm. and risk a little bit more. Yeah, because life's too short. Yeah, you know. And, and really, like I was comfortable in London. I was comfortable in
1: London when I moved out here, and. I had a job that was kind of, I was getting, I just started getting on top of my finances and going, okay, I've now I've got some savings behind me. And um, I, oh, I was touring Germany, hey, hey. Um, I was in. I went on three, three months in Germany and taking myself out of that. Were you a act or? No, I was doing, um, I was doing a, a show, um, it was like the life and times of Edgar Allan Poe. And it was a very um, dreamlike piece of theater where I was playing, I was the only female in the cast, it was like five of us, and I played his wife and then all the female characters that he'd written, because he kind of based them all yeah. on his wife, and it was like looking at the mystery surrounding his death, and then how that filtered into the pieces he wrote, and it was there was some physical theatre, there was some straight acting scenes, and then I ended up doing Ariel for the first time in that show, because they wanted to do a scene, um where this character dies and becomes the moon. And I was like, ha, I have an aerial Lyra. The Lyra can be the full moon, and I can dance in the Lyra, and I will be the moon. Uh, I was so excited. And it wasn't an aerial show, so I could get away with being a little bit shit at it. Uh, (laughs) And that was great. Like I had all these people. The the audiences were like like 4,000, 5,000 massive theater sizes. And I toured for three months. And I hadn't realized, because I was in it, when I was in London, that I was surrounding myself with a lot of people who were very critical and very um, negative and and I call it joyless, and I was censoring myself in certain ways. I'd want to say a funny little thing and think, oh no, that's a bit stupid, and or I'd say, it go, go, oh, cat, why are you saying that thing? And in this tour, I remember I came out with something in the van, and this guy laughed at it, and I was like, oh, I can say things. That, that my stupid sense of humor is funny. Right. And I had these very deep conversations with the other car- um actors, and I had. So I, I just had no filter a lot of the time. And you're just in this little group that is traveling around. So there is no status quo. There is no yeah. way of behaving. And I came back to London and was like, I need that. I want that version of myself. Oh, wow. And I, I then went to my normal day-to-day jobs and normal friends. And I was like, wow, I've gone back to London, cat, which is trying to fit in and saying sensing my stupid humor and wearing certain things and I was like I need to not yes. I need to switch some shit up so I started exploring like well I'm signing on for this course and I'm gonna I went to a musical theater course I went to a stunt uh, fight st- fight stunt fighting Is that how <laughs> Siege. I guess stage stage combat, Siege combat. <laughs> I was like what are the words Um, And I thought all these things I've had interest in, I'm going to now do them and just explore a little bit. And one of the things was coming to America, well coming to LA for a couple of weeks because I'd looked at it for a few years. And so I came out here and I was like, oh, this is that feeling I had in that, on that tour where people are encouraging and interested in you. And like, oh, tell me more about your stupid, crazy um, idea yeah. of creation. And yes, I know someone who's doing a similar thing. Let me pair you up with that person. I was like, this is the environment I want to thrive in. Creative
0: environment, yeah. Not this
1: naysaying, ooh, critical yes. thing. And so that whole year was like, I need to switch this up and do this. But it was like, I'm gonna move to a country. Well, first of all, I have to get my visa. I have to pay for my visa. Right. I have to move to a country where I don't know anybody. I have no footing. I, and I was like, that excites me. Like that risk, that oh, challenge. Yes. Because where I was in London, I was like, I'm happy, I'm comfortable. But if this is my life in five years time, that does not cut it, that is not. That's, that's what scares me too. Yeah. yeah. Yes. yeah. yes. And w- where I am right now, every single year, I've looked at my, where I am here in LA, and I'm like, yeah, I'm happy. And in five years' time, I can see where I'm going to be in five years' time. And every time it's been bigger and better and more yes. advanced. And and I have progressed every single year. Um, I see it. Yeah. 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 I think everything that I've done, I've, I've made decisions in the same... And there's been, like I said, some really horrendous times. Um,
0: That's part of the journey. It's part of the journey. You know?
1: To just wake you up and be like, hey, you're you're going down a road that is not the road you yes. want to go down. Yeah. Like, If you keep making these decisions, ooh-hoo-hoo. Ooh. Um, and then you go, yeah, I'm going to value the the other thing. Focus. Um, yeah, and uh, I my friend this morning said uh, lateral moves are not acceptable. Uh, like you can't go sideways; you have to always go up. Right. So, like um, taking jobs or making decisions, if it's something that you feel comfortable with or you've done it before. It's like, maybe I say no to that thing so I can say yes to the thing that scares me. Because if you say yes to the thing that feels comfortable, you're gonna stay at this level. You do. But, and then you're gonna be filled with, your time is filled doing those things. Whereas if you say no to a few of those things, it means you can say yes to the thing that's that little step up, that little mm-hmm. tear up, that little thing that makes you go, that scares me.
0: Um, mm-hmm. I love that, yeah. I so love that. Yeah. Because I'm in that place a little bit. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm like, okay, got it. Yeah. got it go further and doing the things that scare you are going to take a lot more of
1: your time like yeah. if I get booked for a job or I've already done that act before it's like yeah I can give that like 10% of my brain space because I've got the costume I've rehearsed it a bunch I know exactly what I'm doing yeah. all I have to do is just turn up bring my stuff and do the show if someone says hey can you do this show but it's this themed and, the, and I have to then put an act together or learn a new scale. it's like wow that's six months of my brain space yeah. involved in that but if I'm taking my time up doing acts that are normal and good and whatever it's like well I, I, I need to give more of my energy to this thing that scares me. So I need to say no to a lot of these other things right? Right. To, to invest in that thing that might mm-hmm. break break the eggs to make the omelet kind yeah. of thing, you know? Yeah. Tell me about your solo show that you're working on that you... Yeah, so there you go. That's a, that's a thing
0: that's been going on for a long... And where uh, people can uh, find you.
1: Yes. yes. Um, so check out VixenDeville.com. Um. Instagram is vixen, catvixen. Cat with a spell with a C. Um, The show is Vixen Deville Revealed, so any hashtag Vixen Deville Revealed. Um, People had said for a long time, why do you not have a solo show? Or do you want to produce a burlesque show? And I always said that I didn't want to do a a burlesque show or a variety show because it's just, why am I different? Like, there's a bunch of variety shows. I don't want to compete with that. And I was like, for my performance training and acting training, I wanted to do a show that, like, meant something or had, like, a message or just... Had a, had a reason for these specific acts to be in this specific order, and this is the show for this specific reason, not just to entertain. Yeah. Um, and so I, I I played around with an idea like four years ago where I wanted it to be like, um, it was going to be called Vixen Deville Descends, as in like I've come down from this other planet. Right. And... Here I am to teach you, human earthlings, on on how to like do my special powers. And while I'm in this room, you are sharing my magical powers, kind of like in Splash, where he can breathe water underneath right. the water with the mermaid because he's with her. So like in this room, when I'm in this room, you're with anything is possible. Right. And I wanted to bring people oh, on stage, okay. right? I wanted to bring people on stage and teach them to eat fire and get them to walk on broken glass. And I was looking at Ooh. like. Um, like there's this, there's this liquid where when you give it pressure, it turns into a solid. So like walking across water and, um, and I went to have all these things. And, uh, and then I got distracted, of course, for a year. And then I saw um, a couple of my friends were doing their own projects. And I was like, wow, like they're, they're running and doing this thing. And I think it's about time that I stepped up to plate and did my solo show. And I just couldn't sleep one night. And in my head, I was like, well, it would do this and then this and then this. And I'll talk about this and talk about this. And then in the end, there would be this. And so I signed up for a Hollywood Fringe Festival, it was January of that year, and I was like, I've got to put myself in the shit." So I signed up, I made up a title, it was like, Vixen Deville Revealed, I guess. I wrote a very brief explanation of what it would be, and I hadn't written the show. I didn't know what I was doing. And I was like, right. And, I, and it said, yep, yeah, you've now been registered for the Hollywood Fringe. I was like, shit. <laughs> I love it. What was I thinking?
0: Ah.
1: And so uh, I was just like, right, this is going to be the thing I focus on for the yes. like next six months. I'm going to make this show the best. And when I signed up for Hollywood Fringe, like, make sure you know why you're doing Fringe. Right, because are you trying to make money with, like, an all-established show? Are you trying to get a credit? Are you trying to get an award? Are you trying to get followers? What, what are you trying to do? And I was like... I want to establish a show that I can then have as an ongoing thing. This isn't the first, I'm going to invest all my money in this, in the costume upgrade, into the props, into getting promotion, I'm going to get everybody, I'm going to get everyone to come in, I want to get um, reviewers in, I want to get an award of some kind, I want to get this show as a package so I can then take that somewhere else and, and promote it. And that was my goal. And for six months, I, t- I said no to a lot of other things because I was like, I'm doing my solo show and I need to be not distracted because I get so distracted uh-huh. all the time. So easy. And um, I just think that's why it became such a success just because I went to every single networking event. I told everybody about it. I, I funneled a lot of money into like getting that up and running. I got a professional uh, videographer to film the whole thing. And and so then when I came out of it, I had a piece I had film footage, I had my awards, I had my um, reviews, I had proof that I'd done it and then I could take it to other festivals or other places,
0: other venues. You had awards. Um, Tell us about the awards.
1: Oh gosh, so I got um, at Hollywood Fringe, I got the Soaring Solo Artist Award, um, which I almost didn't apply for because I have a a helper on stage and it said, you must be the only actor on stage. And I was like, oh, well, I got a helper on stage. And I suddenly last moment thought, hang on, this is a solo show I (laughs) Like, I almost talked myself out of even applying for the award. I was like, you're such a dumbass. (laughs) Um, So I won the Soaring Solo Artist Award. I won um, Best International Show. That is um, awesome. And then nominated for the Best Comedy in Variety. And then I ended up taking the show to uh, Tucson and I won Best Out of Town Show for that in a different town. What an accomplishment! And I went to Whitefire Theatre for their solo fest, and it won Best Solo Performance at Bali Theatre Awards. And then I just took it to Indiana Fringe Festival. I was only there for half of the festival, because um, I had to come back for Burning then. And then uh, I won Best Solo Performance at oh, Indiana I Fringe I was just like, that, so that meant so much to me, because I was just like, it's a tower, I was only there for half of the festival, oh. I didn't know anybody at that. I almost didn't go to that as well because it was scaring me so much. I was like, I'm going across half the country to a town I don't know for, for, uh, oh my God, I'm gonna lose so much money and it's gonna be terrible and no one's gonna turn up and oh, all the self-doubt. And yeah, I came out with that and I was just like,
2: oh my God, like it's, because
1: you don't know if your art your art works in your circle of friends, and then in, in your community, and you widen your circle, widen your circle, and then we have to take it out of that little bubble. You're like, wait, does this stand up with yeah. other people in other cultures, in other towns, and with other beliefs, with other opinions? And you think, oh, I'm gonna take this to this town, and they'll just be like, what is this shit? Like, what, 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 what? Like, yeah, my friends, my friends in LA like it, yay for me. Yeah, my fellow artists in LA like it, yay for me. Yeah. Um, the fellow theater community like it, but then you take it to, like. I was like, "Yeah, this is this is bullshit. This is high school crap." Like,
0: <laughs> <laughs> but see, I, I feel you telling me this whole thing. It's all about you were focused
2: mm. and you had
0: a vision. You were yeah. like, "This is what I want. Yeah. I want to win awards. I want to get reviews. I want yeah. to really perfect that show. I'm going to not distract myself." Yeah. And shit happens.
1: Yeah. And then when I did the White Fire show in January, not it. now because it's the, it's the show taping, but the first one, I was like why do I want to do this? And I was like, you know what? I don't need a review for this one because I've got my reviews right now. So I didn't like apply for reviews. I was like, I need to spend my time on promoting this because I want butts in seats. I want to make my money back and I want to get, a, I want a full house. I want to say it's a sold out show. Yeah. That was my priority. Yeah. My priority was not to get reviews or to film it. Or to, so I think whenever you endeavor on something, mm. um, you need to be so clear as to what for you is successful. Because... Say I hadn't sold out the shows at uh, the Hollywood Fringe, and someone says, "Oh well, your show wasn't sold out." You know what? Doesn't matter because the one reviewer who was there gave me a five-star review, and then it got or whatever, you know, because that's my success, and my success isn't your success. The same as we were saying about before about my fear is not your fear, and so say I'd gone to Indiana and had not broken even. That was not a, that would not be defeat in my mind because I was paying to get my show to be out of town to get another award to uh, make some more to I, I taught some burlesque in that town so now I've got a foot in the door in that yeah. town so now next time I want to do a, a tour I can go right well I know I can get I can go to Indiana and I and then you piece together a tour that was me investing in my brand and my company and my future. So if I didn't break even, that's not a success. If my goal had been, I want to go here so I can make my money, then it would have been a failure or whatever. Yeah, yeah. So I think if you're writing an album, doing a song, starting a new piece of, like, know what your success is for that. Maybe it's just that you create something now you've done it, and you don't want your accolade, you don't want money, you don't, you know. Um, Yeah, so. I love that. Knowing what your
0: success looks like. Intention, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I absolutely love that. Uh, how do you juggle?
2: Uh-huh. You're teaching.
0: Speaking <laughs> of juggling again, because oh, teach. you're teaching, right? You're still yes. teaching. Uh-huh. Uh, mm-hmm. Is that your main source of income? What's so great
1: right now is because that of everything's coming together. Like everything before, when I felt master, uh, a jack of all trades, it was very separate, and right. I was like, I shouldn't be focusing on my hobbies, which are fire eating and burlesque. I should be focusing on my career, which is acting, and I felt very, very guilty for not, you know. Applying for more castings and, and getting getting a better agent or whatever it is that actors do, um, and so now um, my my acting and my my hobbies, which are like the fairy and aerial, and my teaching, everything is all coming together, and so um, my solo show in October is going to be the launch of I have an anthology um, called Vixens Unleashed. And it's 12 stories of students that have worked with me and their story of how, how they were before they met burlesque, how they found burlesque, what attracted them to burlesque, and how, where they are now, how burlesque has changed them. And so that book I'm gonna be selling um, as a fundraiser for my scholarship I so I can teach it. out. So every time I do my show, it promotes that fact that I'm cl- I'm doing a class. Every time I teach a class, I can say, well, I'm also performing here. And so my performance and my acting and my teaching and everything, it all come, combines together. And that is just feeling I'm feeling in such a good like ah I'm yes. grounded. It is everything I'm doing is informing something else and it's all filtering into something else, um, that is relevant to that little ball of me being Vixen Deville, who yeah. is now not just a performer but also a teacher and yeah. um and I'm, I'm, I'm speaking at this event, um, the Best You Expo, in March. Ooh. Um, So it's now I'm bringing that into the corporate world. So that feels a bit terrifying as well. Yeah. It's away from. So it's just, and I feel like, yeah, I'm, I want to do all these things, but I'm doing them in a way that they all boost everything else. So that's that's the juggling of it. Um, I love it. How do you juggle, I think, is you have to figure out what's your priority. So right now I'm feeling a little bit like I haven't been in an aerial studio for a while My fitness level is a bit, whatever, but I have to go, okay, well, I know that that needs to be happening. So I'm going to look at my calendar and go, right, I need to get back into aerial class by this week because this week I'm focusing on my writing or this week I'm focusing on the thing. And yes, I want to go to an aerial class twice every week or whatever, but sometimes you have to just, like I said, cut those things out to make room for the other thing. But that doesn't mean stop your fitness or stop your whatever. It means make sure you have a note for yourself when it's imperative and a priority
0: to get back into exactly, it. Exactly. Yeah. If that makes sense. It, it makes complete sense. Yeah. And it's really, I, I love your discipline because for me also, I, I get distracted easily. Mm-hmm. Where I'm like, oh God, I haven't done you know burlesque in a while and I still love doing that too, but I haven't done it in, in a, yeah, over a couple of years yeah. now. Or, or you know, I want to perform more, but then I get distracted being more, mostly in the studio. Mm-hmm. So I always, I still struggle with that yeah. a lot, While where I'm like, you know, and also, for the longest time, I never wanted to be known as a teacher. Oh wow! You know, That's so, so I would never. And now I'm like in the at the cross. I hate saying crossroad, but like where I really would love to. You inspire me so much because what you're saying, this is kind of what I want to do. I want to perform, but also teach because I think it's important to teach kids, yeah. not just kids, but even people that just want to love to sing, right? Yeah. Because it's performing, singing, dancing is so liberating and so therapeutic. It is the best medicine there is, you yeah. know, and also the confidence, yeah. boost your confidence, yeah. right? So, I've been, I never promoted myself as a teacher because I'm like, no, I'm the artist, you yeah. know, I don't want to be the, known as the teacher. Because when I, when I think of teacher, it's like, oh, the, the teacher, right? Or it's like that career's that, ended, so the, now they're you, teaching. You know, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I got that. And, yeah. and, but the more I am in it, I'm like, there's nothing wrong, there's no shame, yeah. it's actually kind of cool. Because and do you find that your performance gets better when you're teaching? I just find, I find performance for me is like, well, I really come to life. I need that. Mm-hmm. And every time I perform, I'm like, why am you want Even people say, why are you not doing this full time? Yeah. Like you, you, you should be on stage. I'm like, I know. <laughs> um, you know so I feel yeah. teaching, yeah, the, I feel like the performance makes me want to teach more because I want other people to feel yeah. the same thing. Yeah, You know, that liberating feeling of just, God, just get on stage. And do your thing, be who you are. Okay. Because, like you said, there's cat, and then there's yeah.
2: And Rickson, I remember being right.
1: that person who saw a burlesque performer and was like, oh my gosh, that, that, I want that. I, but I know I can't because I'm too fat or I can't, I don't have the scale right. or I remember all the reasons I gave myself. I can I dance like, good can't enough. I can't dance yeah. and, you know, whatever else. Yes. Um, or it's too risque. I, as an actor, denied that I did burlesque for so, so long because I wasn't going to be taken seriously as an actress. And then as soon as <laughs> I started being like, oh yeah, I do burlesque. Oh, I do fire. People would remember me. Oh, you're the girl of the fire. Oh, hey, I want to put you in this thing and do this, you know. Um, Um, I just booked a Wendy's commercial because I did fire breathing. Like, I I lose my first commercial, like, yay. And if I denied that I did all these other weird things. Um, But yeah, I love teaching because it, it helps me go... I, I've been in your shoes yes. and I want you to have this. Exactly. I want to give you the key to your fucking kingdom. It's almost a duty. that for you. It's almost right? a duty. Because i got, yeah. had that encouragement. Yeah. i had that chance yeah. and that opportunity. Yeah. And so I want to, there's so many naysayers and so many people like, oh no. no, no. I want to be like, no, yes, you can. Yes, you can. And the fire eating, when I teach fire, it reminds me that it is an amazing thing. Because I'm so desensitized. I'm like, Ugh, it's fire, whatever, blah, blah, blah here it is. But when I teach it, people are like, oh, my God, it's fire. And I'm like, I know, right? Cool. <laughs> like, and it brings me back to life about yes. it. And then it makes me go, well, I want to learn a new thing. Yeah. I'm going to take a new risk. Yes. I, my, yeah, my students really inspire me to do more things and then to take more risks and try more things out. And so it, it really is a, a mutual. It's a given t- It really thing. is.
0: Mm-hmm. Because sometimes I will say something to my students where I'm like, oh, take note. <laughs> you should take your own advice, you know. Yes. It really is. Or when you see them, like, totally come to life. And like, oh, my God, yeah. like. I do a group class, mm-hmm. and when I when I'm in my group class, and we all sing, I, I I feel so happy. I'm like, oh my god, I live for this. Yeah. I live for them being happy, and you know, really inspiring yeah. them to. And I remember, I'm sure you did that too when I was in <laughs> school. We were like 12, 13, and I had like a little like dance group. We would yeah. dance and yeah. sing and perform yeah. all the time, just like in the backyard or whatever. Yes. And I was a little chunkier too, then you know. I didn't yeah. care. I was like, eh, whatever. <laughs> And speaking of that, I also love, and that's how I want to end it, with your burlesque class. What what I so love about burlesque and the way you're teaching it especially Mm -hmm. is that all ages, shapes, types Mm -hmm. can do this. You know, because we are so often put in, a, again, that box, right? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're too fat, you're too skinny, you you, you can't really dance, yeah. you know, you're not elegant not. whatever whatever the yeah. stupid judgmental things are. And every time I've done a performance where you were hosting and or uh, came to just watch, mm-hmm. I love how the audience is so appreciative of the variety, yeah. of the different types of people get, getting up there yeah. and just being so confident. Yeah. Absolutely. Because nothing is more sexy than confidence. Yeah. If you're just confident with, like, who right? you are, going, yeah, yes. this is what I do. This is who I am. Yeah, I and got it, that wrinkle here. Yeah, I got that little yeah. dimple there.
1: You know, whatever. And it's that whole thing about according to who. According to who are you to this this, yes. this, 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 this. I mean, if I'm hiring you to do a job, like, yeah, I have my standards of what I need. I want to... Um, I I've written a play and I want you to play this role and or I've got a dance troupe and you have to be this height. That's that's my standards because right. I'm that one company. Yeah. But if you don't fit... And it's, it's and it's your, your vision. It's your vision. If you don't fit the standards of that one company, then you fit the standards for someone else's company. Exactly. If that's not... If you're not right for that person, you're not right for that one person. It's like dating. Like, yes. there's not... You know, people like different things in a partner, and so you don't have to fit someone else's idea of how you're supposed to behave and, and what should be important to you and what you, you you should just be. This is me, and this is my standards, and I'm I'm gonna find the the job or the partner or the the, the friends that value that in me, so I yes. can fully happily be me yes. with those people who, and who enjoy me being me. And if if I hang around with people who I feel like I don't know. um you have a dog, right? Don't hang around with people who are allergic to the dog. Don't be yeah. like, I'm gonna get rid of my dog because my partner and my friends don't like dogs. Hang around with people who love dogs. Like it's just exactly. that simple, right? Yes. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it, it, yeah. But I think burlesque is so wonderful in that it does encompass all oh, those different things. I think it's so, um, so liberating. Yeah. And it's just fun. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, fun. And that's yeah. in all those stories the most thing that people wrote. This is me typing. Um, yeah. <laughs> was that it was fun, fun and freeing. And when do you have fun? Like we've lost this ability to have fun. And uh, I am trying to make sure that all my acts are fun. I'm not. I'm not creating that because it's a job. And I. I'm, I need to do. I need to go. What is fun for me? And and bring that fun out. Yeah. So even if I do have a commitment or a job or a, a something that is not bringing me fun. Well, okay, I'm gonna do that because I have another reason for doing it. But I'm gonna make
0: sure there is fun in my yes. life because I'm doing this and this and this and this and this. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's uh, <laughs> I tell <laughs> my students all the time too. No, you nailed it. That's a great way to end it. I tell my students that all the time too. I'm like, first and foremost, you want to have fun. Yeah. Because if singing becomes a chore,
1: uh-huh. like
0: where, where you feel like, oh, I have to be on pitch, I have yeah. to, you know, sing it perfect, it sucks. The life out of yes. perfection sucks the life out of things. Yeah, it's the little mistakes, the little yes. unexpected things, you yeah. know. Or, like you said, you were like on stage, you're like, Oh my god, that flame is big! Yeah. and you were scared for a second, and you're like, Hey, fuck it, I'm on stage. Yeah, there's my audience, and now. you did an amazing job because you had to. Yeah, it's it, it just it, it, your natural ability made you do it, right? Because and your skills, yeah. obviously. Yeah. But that's fun, man. It's all about fun in life because if, if it's not fun what's the point? Yeah.
2: You know? Yeah.
1: I think that, um, any, I read this thing about happiness is, is solving problems. So just have better problems to solve.
2: Mm-hmm. And I think
1: that your entire entire life, the meaning of life, is just to feel good in terms of like, Oh, if it's too hot, I put the air conditioning on cause it feels better. Uh, or not feel good, but to feel better. Um, I feel hungry. That's, that feels like a pain. So I eat food to feel better. Everything that you do from like caveman years is just, I want to feel better yes. than I feel right now. So yeah, it's too cold. I put the heating on, and so just f- f- do the things that are making you feel better because I think that is the absolute yes. meaning of your existence. It's you, you're not just surviving. I'm not eating food so I can I eat food because I feel that pain. I feel that I feel yeah. the hunger. Um, you know, I. I I have, a, I have sex because it feels good, like, not many people are sort of, <laughs> I desperately want a screaming child in my life that is taking, you know, you no. Know. <laughs> I want to have a, a kid to give love to and I love looking after another human being. You do things to make you feel better. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of like the, the call of everything. Yeah,
0: absolutely. To share that with other people, I, mm. Yeah, it's everything. Oh, philosophy! Oh, oh philosophy it's so heavy. heavy. It's so <laughs> awesome. Well, it was so good having you. And, and where can you find you on your show? Like, it's all posted on your on your. It's all my. I yeah. should it should
1: be all my website. Yeah, it's yeah. on your website, yeah. so um, go and see Facebook there. Facebook and Instagram, definitely Instagram is all over
0: there. For- Thank you so much for listening to the show. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. As nothing cooler than having a one-on-one conversation face-to-face conversation with somebody it so inspires me fires me up and it, it you know we need this face-to-face connection as much as we love our social media outlets which is also amazing don't get me wrong but there's just something so special about it and i just really hope you got something out of this and you risk a little bit more live a little bit louder and bigger and Follow your dreams and your passion because that's what life is all about. So I hope you like this. Please subscribe to my show and help spread the word. I've been a little bit lagging on that, but I want to get better. And like, for example, the past few interviews have really been so amazing that I really want to step it up. And I always love to get your suggestions and recommendations and what I could do better. I'm always open to all these things. And as always, I will leave you with a song of mine. And you have a fantastic rest of the week. And I'll see you. Well, I will not see you. But I will talk to you next Wednesday. Have an amazing week. And next Wednesday will be October. Halloween season. Talk to you soon, guys.
2: Oh, 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 oh,